Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. look at it anymore I just want to hide my eyes so I can't see the way you're living and yet the religion the pretense it continues the rituals and the prayers and and so again a question comes up what about your life when he looks at your life does your life match your religion as a child when told not to do something did it make you want to do it even more There's something intriguing about living in rebellion, but it has its consequences. Today, Pastor Robert will ask you, does your life match your religion? Are you living in a way that you're bringing glory to God, or are you living in disobedience? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. There are going to be a lot of Christians, so-called, on Judgment Day who try to say, "I, I, I didn't know. And he's going to say, well, you should have known because you had 45 different English versions. Now, I just made that number up, okay, just so you know. But there's so many different, you know, you got the King James and the New King James and the NIV and the, the New NIV, or you know what I mean? The New American Standard, New English Version, English Standard Version, New Living Translation, you got I me, mean, there's just, there's no excuse for not reading the Bible. And you know what, it's the same thing in Spanish, I don't know about Portuguese or Creole, but I, I know because it's like on my iPad, I have four different Spanish versions of the Bible. I didn't even know that existed until I have start trying to teach the Bible in Spanish. Three different Reina Valera versions alone, plus the contemporary one. So that makes four. There's no excuse for not knowing what the Bible teaches. But what about the guy in the jungle? Well, the guy in the jungle who doesn't know, but he's still doing evil, look at what he says, verse 48. He who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. So again, it's relative. It won't be as bad, but he didn't know. It doesn't matter. It's still wickedness is wickedness. Evil is still evil. He says, for everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. To whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. He tells us in Romans 1, nobody has an excuse for not knowing about God. 
There's not a human on the planet who has an excuse for not knowing about God. The, the Bible clearly states there's no excuse, which implies that anyone who wants to know will be made to know. And actually, he says that at one point. God himself will give revelation to those who want revelation. So there's no excuse. And just because you didn't, you didn't know something was wrong, he's like, that's not going to fly. But the one who knows, the one to whom revelation has been given, light has been given. Matthew chapter 11, where we are right now, this passage in Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 30, it's a clear shift in the message of the Lord Jesus, the way he's presenting truth. But it's also a clear reference to the prophecies of Isaiah. He says here to, to these people in Bethsaida and Chorazin and, and Capernaum and to us, he says, remember what the prophet wrote. Remember what Isaiah said. Now, how is, how, how is he making that allusion? Well, the, the way he's making that allusion is by pointing to Sodom, pointing to Chorazin or, or to, to Tyre, pointing to Sidon, these cities that had been destroyed because Isaiah wrote about those cities. Isaiah chapter 1, for example, the first few, well, verse 4 to 9, he says, Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They've forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They've turned away backward. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there's no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they've not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Your country's desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Strangers devour your land and your presence, and its desolate is overthrown by strangers. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. I want to read the rest of that in a minute, but just stop right there for, for just a second. You see, Sodom and Gomorrah had been completely destroyed by God. Rained down fire, wiped them out, right? And so now Isaiah is talking about Israel. At this point in history, Israel had been almost completely destroyed by the Assyrians. But there were some left. There were some in Jerusalem. There's this, this small remnant, as Isaiah said. And he said they're, they're like the booth in the vineyard or the hut over in, in the melon patch was the idea. You know, the, the farmer would... He's got his, his watermelon field, and they're just about right, you know, and so somebody's going to stand watch. So there's a little shelter, sit there, make sure none of, you know, the animals don't come, the deer don't come and eat the watermelons, or the grapes, same idea, you know, but, but, but the idea is you've got this, this harvest, and you've got one guy watching it all, making sure, or a besieged city. The whole land is desolate, cities have been burned, Except for, well, the daughter of Zion, Jer Jerusalem, since there's a few people there under siege from the enemy, basically. He continues in verse 10. He says, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Now remember, he's talking actually to the people of Jerusalem as he says this. 
He says, listen, listen to this. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I've had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The incense and the sacrifices and all these things, it was his idea. God is the one who commanded that they do it. But now he says, stop it. It's an abomination. It stinks. This incense that you... Why? Because of the hypocrisy. He says that the very next statement, the new moons, the Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity in the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They're a trouble to me. I'm weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. You know, I was thinking about this. Just this morning, I had a mother come up to me. and I mean, she's walking in, and, and I just reached out to say good morning, to give her a, a quick hug, you know, and how you doing? She began to cry. You know what she was crying about? One of her children. You know why she was crying about the child? Because this adult child behaving like a heathen, breaking her heart, breaking her heart with his behavior. See, that's what God is saying here. He's like, I'm sick of it. You say one thing, but look at your life. It's like, I don't even want to look at it anymore. I just want to hide my eyes so I can't see the way you're living. And yet, the religion, the pretense, it continues. The rituals and the prayers. And, and so again, a question comes up. What about your life? When he looks at your life, does your life match your religion? Or is, is he hiding his eyes and saying... Stop it. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, You can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. And be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 
3055312730. That number again is 3055312730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.